Welcome to the SWP. It's brought to you by All Insurance Ontario and Jim K. Ford, your Ottawa-certified pre-owned Ford dealer. They remove all of the worries with a 12-month, 20,000-kilometer limited warranty coverage, vehicle history report, purchase financing rates from 1.99%, 24-hour roadside assistance, and a whole lot more. See, that's peace of mind when you're buying a vehicle. Check out jimkford.com, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. A lot of people I talk to end up asking me about what coverages should they have for their house. How much do I need? Why would I want that? Hi, I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario. Call or text me at 801-2659. Give me a call, let's have that talk, and we'll make sure that you have the coverages that you want and that you need. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. The SWP with Steve Warren and Jim Jerome, Ottawa Sports Talk. Every weekday. Oh, yes. Podcasting to every corner of the universe. It is the SWP. Steve and Jimmy dialing up your favorite stories in the world of sports and whatever. Thanks to our fine sponsors, Jim K. Ford and All Insurance Ontario. So thank you to Jim and Jason. Thank you to Josh and Jer. Great people. Thanks to our amazing Patreon members as well. We'd be remiss if we didn't thank... The likes of Burnsy, Brian Burns, Kevin Waghorn, Martin Peddle, Randy Spence, Retro Mags, Brian. Uh, we got Danny VL, David Johnson, David Michaud, Doug McCallum, Ian Hoy, Jason Dewar, Miller McPherson, Jimmy, Renee Brindamore, Rick Casey, Ryan Lett, and Troy Bautista. Thanks to everybody who is yeah, on I'm starting to, I know some of those guys. There yeah, you go. I do. There you go. How are you, James? Uh, here's another shout-out. We're going to get a little plug. Sorry, Stevie. We're going to get another uh, plug. Uh, a guy I work with at Sportsnet uh, for the Curling Podcast. Mm-hmm. He's, got a, he's got a podcast. I said, let's do a little tradesy. He said, what else do you do when you're not doing the curling? I said, well, i got a fantastic daily one I do with my girlfriend, Stevie Warren. Five-hole fantasy hockey hosted by Mike Rogerson. Thanks, Mike. And he's been listening to our show. They talk about how hockey, hockey pools, betting, etc. It's FHF Hockey on Twitter. There you go, Mike. Told you I'd give you a shout out. Now we'll get a little back from him, Stevie. Yeah, I'm gonna have to have to keep an ear on that show to make sure they reciprocate. Yeah. You rub my back and then you rub it again. Yeah. No, what's the expression? That's how most of my reciprocal deals end up going down. I rub your back, and then I rub it some more, and uh, I take you out for a nice dinner, and I never hear from you again. I saw a, uh, Stevie, I just saw a hilarious thing on YouTube. So a guy is standing on a bridge. I think it's in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a there's a ferry or a tour boat on the, the you know, the, the water below him. And it's cruising in front of him, and he he stands on the edge of the sidewalk and yells out to these. This is a real deal, okay? And he yells out. He goes, "Hey, hey, everyone!" You know, and he he says, "I need to tell you something. My sister is expecting a baby, right? And the the place erupts, right? And it's kind of cool, right? And the whole boat is clapping." And he says, I'm super happy because I'm going to be a dad. (laughs) 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 Not a clap. I said, no, that's funny, Stevie. That's funny. 
<laughs> with that screaming, you reminded me of uh, a funny meme. It's uh, it's out there in a bunch of ways, and, and and the most frequently seen it connected to two dogs who are separated by almost an entire neighborhood. Only they have human voices for the purposes of this gag. And right. it was like the dog in the distance goes, "Hey, hey, 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 you! What's your name?" He goes, "My name's Tony." Hey, fuck you, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. Yeah, that's oh yeah. Who, who knows, goes, right? And it goes on from there. And the other dog's name is Ezekiel, and apparently he had sex with the other dog's mom. And it's just so funny. Anyway, oh, I'll send you the video. Out. It's quite funny. All right, man. Yeah, do, do that. Yeah, I gotta All be right. a dad. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those things you wish I, you know, for me anyway, maybe not so much. It's one of those things I go, God, I wish I would have thought of that, you know, as yeah. an opener, Steve, when I'm doing gigs, you know? Oh, yeah. The opener's everything. Start, yeah. <laughs> the opener's everything. <laughs> uh, let's open up with a little Sens talk with the Sens beating the Canucks in a shootout. That is a huge loss for the Canucks. They do pull a yeah. point out of it, but they'd, they'd been riding a six-game win streak leading Canuck fans to wondering, oh, maybe we can get to the playoffs. They're not dead because of mm -hmm. that loss. But if you're thinking about the Canucks being in the playoffs, you probably should be getting by the Ottawa Senators when you're at home against them. And the yeah. Sens end up winning this thing 4-3 in a shootout. And uh, it looked like the Sens were done. And then Drake Batherson scored in the third round of the shootout to tie the thing. And then finally, Adam Gaudet, the former Vancouver Canuck draft pick, came back to haunt his old team uh -oh. to put it away for the Sens. So that was a nice victory for Ottawa last night. A little comma. A little yeah. comma. Little comma. Uh, the East is done. I looked this morning, right? All the all the playoff spots are locked up, right? Including the wild card. They have been for over two months, really. Yeah, right? It's been yeah. that. And not, not a joke. There's been like a massive spread between that eighth place team, that second wild card team, and everybody else. The Islanders, I think, were the team that maybe had a they really went in a tear and somebody went in a slump like Boston or Washington. But other than that, it's been a fait accompli for two and a half months. Right. So the West is good. Uh, Vancouver's not completely out of it, but but no, it's, it makes for great watching right now, right? That, that everyone's fighting for their life, or a few teams are. Uh, yeah, they're tied Calgary. with Vegas right now, right? As the two teams that are on the outside looking in that have a slight chance still. Yeah, right. So gives me something to watch over the next. Yeah. Well, it's getting down five, six games only, right? And then it's, as Kevin Lowe said in our show one day, and then it's playoffs. Yes. Whoa, Kev. Take it that easy, was, man. Easy. Yeah. yeah. That was the only time I ever saw the vish part of him. Because right? <laughs> you, you, you guys don't normally get vicious in studio, but he did. You know, something yeah. about the playoffs brings it out on people. And mentioning Vegas, it's uh, regrets they've had a few. You think about what they've done since Jack Eichel arrived. You know, uh -huh. They gave up gave up a lot of their farm and all that and a first rounder to get Jack Eichel from Buffalo, and they've not been very good since he arrived there. And the other regret they might have is Mark Andre Fleury. They like gave him away last year. Right. They 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 sent him to Chicago for a, a minor leaguer. That was it. That's all they got. And if they still have Mark Andre Fleury, maybe he's the difference between them probably missing the playoffs and not. But uh in hindsight, yeah, those two moves. Not exactly working out the way Vegas had hoped. And Fleury still wants to play in the NHL next season. He announced that today. Said, I decided that recently. I still enjoy playing. I still have fun. My body is still holding up most of the time. But yeah, another season 
and then we'll see after that. He's 37 years of age. He's a UFA after the season. Final year of his three-year, $21 million contract. But he's the like the nicest guy in the NHL and clearly can still be a difference maker with a couple of bounces. He had that gaffe, unfortunately, against Montreal in the playoffs. Otherwise, Vegas maybe wins that series. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but generally speaking, I think he would have been um, a superior option on, on Robin Leonard, who has really scuffled of late. Yeah, right. So he's mini, right? You probably said that, right? He's gone. He went to Chicago to Minnesota, right? Yeah, he was in Chicago yeah. to start uh, the NHL season, and he had that neat, uh, he had that neat tribute to Tony Esposito, kind of wearing gear that was old school. But yeah, he ended up getting traded at the deadline to Minnesota. It's too bad Vegas couldn't turn it on a little bit, and it'd be nice to see Vegas and the Wild take each other on. Yeah, yeah, of course, yes, it would be. Speaking of rivalries, yeah, yes, a little personal one. Yeah, goes a long way. Indeed. Also, in the NHL, mm-hmm. back to the Senators, there's uh, there's already talk. Eugene Melnick passed away three weeks ago, and there's already lots of discussion, speculation, uh, declarations of interest in long-term ownership. All we know is Eugene Melnick is no longer with us, and it's believed he has willed the team to his two daughters, possibly his girlfriend in the mix as well. So his how's, that, how's that reading of the will? Uh, your your dad said you can have his golf clubs, uh, the couple of paintings there that your mother did. You can have that. Uh, also, you're going to get the lake property, mm-hmm. right? This, this is adding up, Steve. You're going, oh, that's fantastic. Yes. Uh, and your other sister will get the house in Rockcliffe. Uh, and both of you are going to get the uh, Ottawa Center. Yeah. This, Sorry, uh, what? Se- what? <laughs> yeah, you're going to, they're worth a billion. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't um, know if it's a, I don't think it's a billion, but it's at least three quarters of a billion dollars. So yeah, that's uh, that would be the the crown jewel of yeah. uh, of that reading for sure. But uh, so we're only three weeks in, and I think we're at a stage where, in all likelihood, the family isn't even thinking about it. Still, I mean, I think you're still in a mode. Um, I mean, we we've both lost both of our parents, and you're almost in a haze for the first three weeks, right? Absolutely. Uh, You're not really thinking about any of this stuff, but that doesn't stop fans and media from speculating and media reaching out to potential uh, new owners of this team. And uh, Roger Greenberg, he's uh, the executive chairman of Minto, Mm -hmm. and he's also uh, heads up OSEG, which owns the Red Blacks, the 67s. And it's a natural that somebody from the media would reach out and ask, would you be interested? If it came to that, like, we don't even know if the... uh, the Melnick family has any aspiration to sell at all, but a lot of people are jumping to that conclusion. And Roger Greenberg has said, yeah, well, if it came to that, and he was very, he was very gracious about it. Um, mm-hmm. He said, let's, let's, let's get to the, let's see what the family's decision is first. And then we'll see where things go from there. Obviously lots of people going to Roger Greenberg and Oseg asking them. And he says, yeah, I, I guess it's the logical extension that he might, he would likely participate in a new senator ownership group if it came to that. You know, it's interesting for sure if you're an Ottawa fan, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I don't think anything is happening. Like I said, right off the top, I think the family's still in the grieving period. Who knows how long that will go on for? And then after that, Eugene Malik has said he wants, that's his first wish, that the team stays in the family. So I think with that wish at the top of your mind, you got to think that uh, if a decision at some point by the family comes where they want to sell, I don't think that's going to happen for a long time. I think they're oh, going to okay. 
I think the fact that he wants it to stay in the family, ideally, I think that'll take a while before they kind of get to that point. Well, here's the other issue. Here's the other issue, I guess, with it is uh, fair enough to to grant Eugene his 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 wish, uh, but you know, is it is it like being handed the keys to a, a car dealership, but you know nothing about the car business, right? Is like the two daughters. I, I don't know whether they do or not. I don't know if they got a business background. If they look at this thing, going, yeah, we can. We can run with this. If they don't, but want to stay as owners, I guess the, the, the big one will be who's the hire going to be? You know, who's going to be the president? Who's going to be the operations guy? Who's going to be your GM and all that going down the road? You know, so I don't know what their background is, but yeah, uh, it, it would kind of be this this up and down of going, okay, this is cool, but, but God, I don't know anything about running a hockey team. Right. So, yeah. I mean, there's so many gray areas even getting away from who the next owner will be will it be eugene melnick's daughters will it be somebody else and mm-hmm. then you start to think about some of the hires because eugene melnick he his fingerprints were all over every executive hire um and i think about pierre mcguire our old radio colleague he right. was handpicked by eugene melnick that was not a pierre dorian decision and so it makes you start to wonder about certain people in the organization in the new world order after Eugene Melnick, you know, right. so it's going to be a fascinating time over the next year or two. And we haven't even started talking about arenas. Will that LeBreton arena come to fruition or will they stay out in Canada? Uh, pretty much everything's on the table at this stage. Uh, LeBreton would be great. Oh, it totally. Be just great. Yeah. Yeah. I told you before what, what happened to downtown Edmonton when they moved from Northlands Coliseum, which was not way out. It's not, it's not like Canada. But it was in the northeast part of town. And then, of course, they built that monstrosity. And it's just like a seventh wonder of the world, the, yeah. the arena they built down. And it's changed the whole mesh of downtown. So, yeah. The, the, the gist of the, or one of the issues with Le Breton is that it's all contaminated soil. So much of it is just, you know, they have to, they have to remove the soil. And, and we're talking many. I don't know, thousands of truckloads. A few loads. shovels there. Yeah. yeah, a few shovels there. So it's a, it's an expensive proposition, but they're, they're past all that. The NCC is taking bids. They're going to make it happen, and it's going to be very lucrative for whoever develops that land, and it'll be uh, interesting to see um, what an arena might look like if it, if it mm-hmm. comes to that. A uh, couple of other things on the Sens front. Former Ottawa Senator Matt Duchesne. That would be a name that uh, has been around the league, I don't know, well, well over a decade now, he looked to me like a guy who was maybe fading from the league, uh, mm-hmm. watching some of the games. Cause he, he was here a few years ago and, uh, he was a 20, 25 goal scorer here. Nice player. But mm-hmm. by the time he was traded a couple of years ago to Columbus, I think most Sens fans were like, okay, that's fine. It's not at the end of the world. That was part of a big purge at the time. Mark stone gone. Um, and, and so when he left town, it wasn't seen as a you know a massive thing. Well, what a resurrection of a career he's had. He's in Nashville now, and he becomes a 40-goal scorer for the first time. He's only been a 30-goal scorer, 30 on the nose, one time in his career, and suddenly out of the blue, he's a 40-goal man down in Nashville, and he's the first Predator wow. in history to hit that milestone. To give you an idea of what 30 meant to this guy, this is his time in Colorado, the only time he got 30 goals, he celebrated, and the team was down like 4-5-1, or five, one, 
and he celebrated that he got his 30th goal, and Patrick Dewey just gave it to him in the post-game press conference for celebrating a 30-goal performance for his season <laughs> in a game that they were getting worked over. Like, what's that about, Patrick Dewey? Right, right. Yeah, but as it turned out, Patrick Dewey shouldn't have been giving grief to anyone the way he quit, totally right. quit on that franchise. Right, right. Anyway. Um, the other one is, uh, speaking of that, of um, I, I looked at a story this morning. Makar or Ma- Makar Maker, the got the defenseman in uh, Colorado. Yeah, you better get that one right because he's going to be a Norris Trophy champion, he's probably unreal. Yeah. Kale Makar, yeah, just set a record for the most points by a defenseman for the franchise for yeah. Colorado. So uh, I, I watched him play actually a few games ago. Yeah, it's like wow. <laughs> yeah, who's that guy? No, he's uh, guy, yeah, he's he's uh, he's so young still. Uh, I think he did, he's like, I don't know, second or third season in the league. But what what an absolute breakout player he's been over the last two years. And he, he's got so much time in front of him. And he's so dominant with the puck. Yeah. He's one of those two. He's not just dominant with the puck, but he's also very good in his own zone as well. That's one of the one of the things. I mean, the Sens struggle with that sometimes. Sometimes Thomas Shabbat has some sketchy moments in his own end. They've got Eric Brandstrom, same kind of a story. But boy, when they have the puck on their stick, they're both beauties. Yeah. Kel McCarr is, uh, I don't know. I mean, if you're going to check him if, out, man, watch yeah. a game. If you're going to measure I, out a guy right now in 2022 who might most resemble, although he's not there, don't get on me about it. But in terms of raw skills, measuring it out, I mean, he's the guy that would most give me Bobby Orr vibes. Yeah. He, um, uh, by the way, Stevie, uh, you know, everyone weighing in now about who's who's going to go where, who's going to do what, who's mm-hmm. going to whip their way through uh, a couple rounds of the playoffs. Uh, I'm I'm kind of keeping track of all the pundits, Stevie. Uh, and I think it's over for every other team except Colorado. Like if I, I, I don't know that I've heard anyone. I'm I'm not saying where they go. And, and you got to watch out for Colorado. Everyone I've seen right now goes, Colorado is going to win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> you know, like it's like this overwhelming take by everyone. Yeah. By, or, you know, all the ones I've seen. So it's a fair take, but it reminds me of, I guess it would be three years Tampa, ago. Remember now. Tampa? Yeah. Well, that's I the one I was going to say three years ago when Tampa Bay had one of the great regular seasons we've seen in our lifetime. And then they go in and lose to Columbus in the first round. And what's more, got swept by Columbus. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. going, what? That was uh, one of the great first round upsets of all time, but they got their act together and won two Stanley Cups in a row. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Did they but, learn anything from that? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Certainly, Colorado would be right there with Florida, with the Lightning. Those yeah. those would be the three I'd be looking at right now. Where if I had to put my life savings on a game or on a team to win the Stanley Cup, it would probably be one of the Florida teams or Colorado. Yeah, I can't believe I'm saying this, but uh, Calgary, man. Calgary's looking, and I'm an I'm an Oiler guy, as you know, Stevie, through and through. Uh, and they'll they'll probably make the playoffs, right? There's, right. There, there's no X yet beside their name, but there's a there's a half an X. Uh, Certainly, uh, the Battle of Alberta used to be a very, very, very intense thing, as we all know, in the '80s and the '90s in particular. And Jamie McCowan was the guest this week on the Suspendables. What a great defenseman he was! Very underrated. Uh, all defense all the time, but just a guy really tough as nails. Going to the corner with that guy, as Russ Courtney pointed out, you're going to get a welt as uh, yeah. <laughs> you conclude your battle. 
But uh, it was funny to hear him talk about the Battle of Alberta because in the early 90s, you'll recall, like McCowan and Doug, Doug Gilmore, they ended up getting traded from Calgary to Toronto. And at the same time, a number of former Oilers like Glenn Anderson, uh, some other guys ended up going from Edmonton to Toronto as well. And uh, it was funny to hear McCowan talk about how that was a little bit awkward, a, a bit of a a bit of an adjustment <laughs> to the point right. where Jamie McCowan <clears throat> refused to room with Glenn Anderson. Right, right. And then he talked about, so they want to do, you know, what they do is get the two teams, you know, the guys who hate each other. So the play always, you know, to get make it all fuzzy and rainbows and everything is let them room together to work out their differences. So uh, you got to hear the end of that story. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, check that out. On this uh, amongst many other stories the guy told were, were fabulous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was uh, there was one in there as well. I, he referenced punching a media guy or something like that. It was uh, well. How uh, about how about him telling the what he told the GM when he first met him when he walked in the room? Yeah, that yeah. and much, much more. Yeah. In the next episode of The Suspendables. Yeah, not a big fan of Ken Dryden, Mike Smith, <laughs> Doug Risebrow. Other than that, he loved GMs. He really did. Yeah, he loved them. Yeah, he loved upper yeah. management. Yeah. Let's take a time out of the program. When we come back, we're going to talk about. Wimbledon and that Russian and Belarus, Belarusian, Belarusian players from Russia and Belarus will not be allowed to compete at Wimbledon this year because of the invasion of Ukraine. That's coming up after these words. With dozens of huge insurance companies fighting for your business, rates are incredibly competitive. That means you're better off selecting on fit rather than premiums since they're all pretty close. Are you a client with a boat and a cottage or rentals and investments? Let's work together to find the right fit for you. Text 8606008. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Jim K. Ford is your Ottawa certified pre-owned Ford dealer. They remove all the worries with a 12-month, 20,000-kilometer limited warranty coverage, vehicle history report. Purchase financing rates from 1.99%, 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. That, as you get yourself a new vehicle, is peace of mind. Check out JimK4.com. They're at 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. Speaking of peace of mind, you'd also like some when you're looking to navigate this tough Ottawa housing market. If you're in that mode right now, you should call the Glen Walton Real Estate Team. For sellers, Glen's services include automatic staging, painting, cleaning, and of course, negotiating all the offers coming in. For buyers, well, of course, Glen has the expertise to help you land your dream home when you're competing with so many other offers out there. So if you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, contact Glenn Walton today at glennwalton.com. So James, players from Russia and Belarus will not be allowed to compete at Wimbledon this year because of the invasion of Ukraine. Men's world number two, Danielle Medvedev of Russia. Women's world number four, Irina Sabalenka of Belarus are the highest ranked players to be affected. They're also Mm -hmm. banned from any of the UK grass court tournaments. The governing body of men's tennis said the move was unfair and could set a damaging precedent for the game. The ATP said discrimination based on nationality also constitutes a violation of our agreement with Wimbledon that states that player entry is based solely on their rankings. Wimbledon will fire up in June. What do you think of this decision, James? So what do you do, right, if you're the organizer and you look at this thing, it's... You know, I, I, I guess a, I guess a milder example might be someone, you know, supporting Donald Trump, 
right? And then and then all these stories come out about Donald Trump, you know, what what bad duty is and a liar and all this other stuff. And then someone says, okay, this, you know, if, if you're supporting Trump, you're not coming into our, our deal, right? Uh, mm-hmm. That's, uh, of course, that, you know, that that's nowhere near what's going on here. So what do you do, right? What do you do? The Trump thing, no, you gotta, you got to allow the guy to play, okay? This deal, Stevie, what I, I suspect what they are worried about too is um, the distraction that it would be in the crowd. You imagine when Medvedev walks on the court, and and by the way, this thing is is full on heater right now, right? Of course, the invasion, you know, civilians are dying. Uh, Putin is becoming more and more unpredictable in this thing. It, it's loss of lives. So I think it's the only choice you have. You know, it's like, uh, okay, I'm sorry. It's nothing against you. Uh, yes, this is out of your control. I understand that. Even if the player themselves does denounce, okay, uh, the invasion, and we just can't do it. Okay. We just can't do it. You know, when in doubt, Steve, leave it out, right. About this thing. So I understand that. I understand that. Unfortunately for the players, it's, it's a, it's a sad situation, but that's the way it's got to be. You know, I tend to agree with you. And I, and I, and I was even bolstered further. If you go on Twitter, James, there's a guy who's um, basically a math teacher from Baltimore and he's uh, his origins are in Russia. His name is Slava Malamud. And he tweets about Russia. He tweets about sports. And it it was, like I say, he gives you kind of insight of all kinds of Russian NHL stories. But obviously, this is a, a story near and dear to his heart. And what he did was he went on Twitter and, and posted a series of posts coming out of Russia on WhatsApp. It's an application, well, any mm-hmm. social, like any other social media app, for those who don't know WhatsApp. But a, a whole a whole slew of Russian people. To glance at them, you'd say, "Yeah, that looks like a ordinary citizen." Some mm-hmm. of the heinous, ugly things that they were saying about Ukrainians, like you know, they should cleanse the entire country. They should wow. carpet bomb the entire country. It, it's so clear to me that everybody in Russia is getting misinformation from their media at a North Korea level. So to me, when I see stuff like that and, and, and the resolution of this thing, I think to, to some degree, it falls at the feet of the Russian people pressuring Putin to stop. And I think the only way you're going to get started down that road is to do things that will help educate the Russian people and the absence of their favorite players and their favorite teams from these major international events, I think you're going to start making the Russian population scratch their head and go, he's the entire world seems pretty damn mad at us right now. Like, why is Medvedev not playing at Wimbledon? What the hell's going on? So I think stuff like this is important. So I agree with everything you said. And then when I see some of the ugliness that is coming from the Russian people, they they just don't know. I don't think they know exactly what is happening here. And, And I think... Uh, you know, we start banning some Russian athletes and, and teams. I think that they will start to get the message. Well, how about, how about they're probably operating out of fear, Steve, Russians. So That's part of it. Say, you know, look at Justin Trudeau, look at uh, uh, Joe Biden, and then look at Putin. Okay. And so are you fearing for your life if you speak out against Justin Trudeau? Right. Are you fearing, you know, for your own, own well-being if you speak out against Joe Biden? And the answer is no. The answer is no. Okay, I'm. You know, I I may be wrong. I may get I may get trolled 
on my, you know, political take on, you know, there's a lot of vitriol, right. That is on there about leaders. But if you're, if, if you saw me, Steve, as your friend and I lived in Russia and I, I came out with this, you know, something derogatory and hateful about Putin as a Russian, you would get on the phone to me right away and go, dude, take that down. Take no. that down right now, pal. Take that down right now. Right? Imagine if you did the equivalent You're- in Russia of storming the capital like so many Americans did. How many people would have died in a hail of bullets yeah. if the Russian equivalent had occurred there? Yeah. Again, again Steve, no, no defense against crazy, right? There's no defense right. against crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, it makes you think, like all the all this stuff all day long, you read it about, you know, hacking on our own leaders, our own prime minister, our own, you know, our U.S.'s own president. It sure, it sure makes me think we're okay. You know, how do you like it now? How do you like it now when you see what's going on, you know, on the other side of the world, right? Yeah. So, I think about that. That, that, that to me is probably why, why you're getting, you know, Russians jumping on and going way over the top, as you said, about carpet bombing, you know, or, or, or you know, cleanse the country. It's like, whoa, man, whoa. Yeah. That can't be coming from everybody. It's got to be a fear of Putin. I think about, just back to the thought about banning players, I think about the NHL, I think about the Ottawa Senators, and Russian defenseman Artem Zub has emerged as one of the most popular players on the Ottawa Senators. And so there's part of you that go as well, you know, mm-hmm. I like that guy, I like he's one, of my, he's one of my boys. And it's not like he came up with foreign policy in Russia. He's just mm-hmm. a hockey player at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But if, 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 this was, if this was a step that all sports took... I would feel bad for people like Artem Zub, um, who, again, I think yeah. are generally speaking innocent bystanders. But if Ovechkin, this is going, right? if, yeah. well, Ovechkin's not so innocent. He's been, you know, very clearly in Putin's corner for many, many years. So he's got to he, be rethinking it, though, Steve. I haven't heard or read anything from him in the last little while about it. But yeah, and they, and they can't, they can't speak out. They, they, he or, or Zub or any Russian player or athlete, you know, they they can't step forward and right. And, and say what if they're against it, there's just it's not in their interest, like you were talking about, to come forward with that stuff. But it's all it's a bee's nest for sure. My point though is that while I'd feel bad for the zoobs of the world, um, it may be a necessary evil to help expedite an end to this thing, right? All right, let's close it out right there, James. Uh, any levity, any final thoughts as we head out the door? I know you got to roll, yeah. I don't. <laughs> oh no. I don't. Yeah. Oh, I dear. Just, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't, Steve, today. No. Colin Kaepernick, would you put him uh would you uh if you're an well, NFL a little owner? Bit of a story there, yeah. Yeah. Would uh, you if you're an NFL owner? Okay, so basically the news is, is that Kaepernick has come forward and given his first real interview and he gave it to a bunch of former NFLers, Chad Ocho Cinco Johnson, Adam Pacman Jones, and Brandon Marshall. They have their own podcast called i am athlete mm-hmm. and uh so you had Kaep- kaepernick jump on that thing and one of the things that resonated most is the fact that he said he would be willing he said i know i have to find my way back to the nfl so if i have to come in as a backup that's fine people have speculated about that for a long time is he looking for a starters gig now that we know that he's coming back and he'd be willing to be a backup of course he wants to be a starter though um, I, I think it's inexcusable for the NFL. This guy played in a Super Bowl, and uh, 
and has had great success in the league, you can, okay, you can engage, maybe debate on whether he's a starter in the NFL still, but don't come at me with he can't be a backup somewhere. It's time to let Colin Kaepernick back in the game, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think it is. You know, I, I it, the, the problem I have with this story, Steve, is uh, not not his social stance on things. Not I, I got no problem with what the, what happened, how it how it how it played out. Would he do it different? Right? There was some lively discussion about that whether whether he was right or wrong or not. Right? That's been going on for a long time now. Uh, the deal is everyone's talking about this, Stevie, like Wayne Gretzky was at his peak and decided, you know, thought he'd step away from the game. Uh, and that no, you know, like, and now he's talking about coming back. Huge story, Steve. Huge story, or Brady, or Aaron Rodgers, or or if Troy Aikman years ago did, and then said he's got, you know, the, these are these are you know Russell. Okay, but this is Colin Kaepernick, Steve. It's like I really, I'm 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 clued in. Okay, I'm tuned into the story, peripherally. You know, I'm like, but I'm going like, whatever, man. It's not like it's not like this guy. Did he tear up the league, Steve? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, it's like, and the other one, Steve, is it's too long. Pal, let's get, what, what are we on? Three, four years now with this thing? Oh, at least, right. yeah. So, yeah, so it's like, I, it's Colin Kaepernick, man. It's it's no one special, right? No, no, he's not going to come in and win somebody a Super Bowl. It just, it just seems like the height of hypocrisy where the NFL now has at the back of their end zones, and, and Kaepernick talks in these terms, has... Black Lives Matters on the helmets and uh, and and other various slogans on the field. It just seems hypocritical to continue to keep him out in in the name of what? Right. Uh, the common take is, well, it'll be a big distraction for what he'll bring to this team. It's like, you know what? It's the NFL. Every week's a distraction. Every week is a media circus. I don't think you worry about that too much. Um, I would give the guy an opportunity at this stage of the game. And this is a league, too, that just brought Deshaun Watson back. How many lawsuits for inappropriate behavior was he? is he still dealing with? He, he managed, I don't think there's any, nothing criminal occurred. Uh, that, that, he escaped all that, but there's still all these lawsuits. And Deshaun Watson gets to go into Cleveland to sign a five-year, $230 million contract here in the offseason. I mean, what yeah, are we that, talking about here? I mean, just give him a shot. Well, the, the the thing about Kaepernick, Steve, is the, the sense I'm getting of this thing is like Kaepernick believes a bunch of teams are sitting around waiting for Kaepernick to step in front of the microphone and have a big presser going, okay, I'm up for grabs. I'm up for grabs here, okay? And and it, to me, it's completely the opposite. Team, You know, they're, they're not waiting around for you, dude. If you were going to get a gig, dude, you would have got it a long time ago. You would have got it a long time ago. So, if, you know, where, where this thing's, you know, I'm being taken hostage by this story about, whoa, whoa, Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Anyway, it's like, if, you know, you, you you would have got picked up somewhere. You yeah, I, don't think, a, I don't think he will get picked string, up. Third string quarterback, something, you know, not yeah. happening. Not happening. So I just find it's uh, no matter what side of the argument on the taking a knee thing that you fell on, whether you were for it in a big way or against it in a big way, whatever that is. That's all in the rearview mirror now. Whatever you felt about it, like if you're really, really against it, surely yeah. he's surely he's served his time here. And uh, oh, okay. but for, yeah. for whatever the for whatever reason, the league's owners have decided that you know what we're just. I, I don't exactly understand why they've taken 
such a hardline stance on it. Feels like he's uh, he's, he's paid his dues and uh, he should be at least getting workouts like crazy in the offseason with various NFL teams. You sent me a note from Bears quarterback Josh Fields who said that uh, Kaepernick looked really good in informal workouts. I just I think we're at a stage where he should at least be getting looks and uh, they should put this behind them. Ah, well. Now, I'll give you an example, Steve, a parallel, okay, uh, of the Kaepernick thing, how senseless it is to me and how non-story this thing is. Uh, Stevie? Yes, sir. I just want to let everyone know and everyone across the country, every radio station, okay, that I'm available for their morning show. Boom! I'm I don't not need sure your reaction, Steve. I I'm can not, tell. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure that's... Have you been to a Super Bowl? I, don't I gotta know. go. I gotta okay, go. you gotta go. All right, let's not get yet. out of here. Uh, our yet. website is stevewproject.com. We, have, yeah, we hope you have a great day, and we look forward to talking to you next time. But do be the Good night, Stop everybody. rushing me, that's all. <laughs> we'll see you. Okay. Thanks for being with us on the SWP. Please subscribe today or support us on Patreon at stevewproject.com.